Welcome to Whiskey and Wonder. All right, all right, all right. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yes, as my microphone just completely fell down. <laughs> I am Tyler. I'm Megan. And together we are Whiskey and Wonder. Correct. Again. We're back here. <laughs> we doing are. This, doing this Whiskey and Wonder podcast thing. Yep. Uh, it's a podcast where Tyler and I get together bi-weekly and... Uh, Learn, drink a drink and review whiskey, and uh, I teach Tyler something interesting. Yep, and it's been an extra week in there. Um, and I'm sure Megan will tell us why. Um, she had some, yep, some stuff happen. Yep, I'm assuming. Yep, okay, so I don't everything know. blurs together. Yeah, I know it. You're telling me, um, but we'll just dive right into it. Um, First things first, if you look behind Megan on the YouTube feed, which if you're not on YouTube, check us out there on whiskeywonder.com. We got some live feeds with some graphics, and I'm actually going to show these right now. Um, but if you're on YouTube, check us out. You can see behind Megan, above her head, there are some infinity bottles. Um, but the, if you don't know what an infinity bottle is, that's basically where you pour your own... Uh, what you like in there or whatever you want and you make a your own blend and we let you guys vote on that you can do that through our patreon which is patreon.com slash whiskey and wonder uh, we have them broken out by bourbon scotch rye and sadly today's whiskey will not qualify for that um, but nonetheless it'll be fun uh, there's also some other benefits you can get for some higher tier patreon uh, levels so if you want to support us we would appreciate it um, but you know, the most, the biggest, the best fun in my opinion is the infinity bottles because yeah. Megan and Jamie did not like the no. one we oh, tried, it was so bad. which you guys voted on everything that was in there. So thank you for that. I enjoyed it. Um, check out the store. We've got, uh, stickers and t-shirts and what kind of, all that kind of stuff. You can find that at com slash shop. Um, all the social media stuff. Check us out on YouTube, Patreon. Already gave those. We're at Whiskey Podcast on Instagram. If you want to reach out to us, contact at whiskeywonder.com. All the other stuff's going to be in the show notes or the description or whatever, what have you. Um, so, yeah. And the last thing is just to thank all the people that donate and do support us and help us that, that are subscribed on Patreon, that subscribed on YouTube, that like, and, and even if you dislike the videos mm -hmm. and comment and Tell their friends and, and donate on PayPal. All the all the things. For you know, sure. You make it possible. You know, we hate we've been a little inconsistent here lately, but life has happened and, and life has changed. I was actually, I just visited my grandfather the other day and I hadn't seen him in like two months. And it, it was amazing how much it changed in my life mm -hmm. when we were talking. So Life moves fast. Yes, it does. And it'll overwhelm you. Yes, it um, will. But, you know, we want to thank everybody that does support yes. us. So. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. Um, I guess on that note, we'll, we'll get through it. Got through that pretty quick, and we'll go into the open segment. The open segment. All right. Well, Tyler, you have an ice pack, so I'm concerned. If anybody is on YouTube, yes, I am <laughs> holding an ice pack. <laughs> what happened? 
Uh, a mix of bad decision and <laughs> physics, unfortunately. Uh, okay. So, uh, uh, long story short, I basically decided I was going to make BLTs today and <sighs> kind of didn't want to. And Shelby was hungry for them. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll make them now, even though I kind of didn't want to. And everything went fine. We got this new little splash guard so the bacon doesn't splatter everywhere. Nice. Made, made all the bacon. It was, you know, it was fantastic. And I told Shelby, because I, I really wasn't hungry, so I was like, hey, you, you know, come come cut up your tomato and lettuce, whatever you want for, you know, for your, you, cut up your L&T for your BLT, because I don't, you know, I'm not hungry. I'm not eating right now. I don't know how yeah. much you want. And... She started doing that right as I was finishing the bacon, and I went to clean the pan, which has all the bacon grease in it, and I keep my bacon grease. You're not supposed to put it down the drain for anybody that may or may not know. Yeah, do not do that. That's ruin your plumbing 101. Yep. And I, uh, my bacon grease, I put it in the refrigerator. It's in a mason jar, but I put it in a refrigerator. And I know I'm not stupid. Like I said, the the laws of physics, when you put hot liquid into cold glass, it usually breaks. Expands. Yeah. And I figured I'd put the bacon grease in the sink and we'd roll with it and see what happened. Poured the bacon grease in and nothing happened. Fan-fucking-tastic. Got a little bacon grease down the side, so I said, well... Let me grab it by the top because I don't want to run water. I want to put the lid on it, which I did. Let me grab it by the top and I'll wash the bacon grease off the bottom. I don't want to get the bacon grease on my hand. And I picked it up by the top. And as I transitioned, that physics physics lesson that I already <laughs> knew just got reinforced. And I spilt... All of that bacon grease, all over my hand. Oh, when I, I tell it. you, does it look? Does it look oh, rank? It looks a lot better now. I took eight hundred milligrams of ibuprofen. It was swollen out to here. Oh it no! Was, it was for reference, people. It was. Uh, let me get the angle right. <laughs> it was like my hand was out to here, like my this like this part. It's hard to do this on camera. This part was like double the size it is now. It burned me from the top of my thumb up here, all down on my palm here, across this this side uh, of my hand, uh, and up my wrist a little bit. So I've basically just been carrying around an ice pack like this for the last, oh, five hours now, because that was about 3, 3.30 when that happened, so... And Damn. because of that, Megan is going to be pouring whiskey this evening, and I could barely log on to my computer <laughs> to get this going. So, yeah, that's why well, I just had to relearn a physics lesson, this time with a little <laughs> extra, what, like, what, what emphasis. Can I, yeah, what can I say? I like my physics with a little BDSM involved, I guess. <laughs> Are you left-handed right-handed? I'm right-handed, thank God. Oh, okay. Well, you're, you'll be all right. You be know, fine. actually, funny story. I broke this thumb in college uh, playing uh, flag football, and that was about 10 years ago, and 
now I've jacked it up again. Yep. About 10 years later. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen to it in 10 more years. <laughs> um, Every 10 years, that thumb is just going to get tested. Yep. And hopefully it never leaves. <laughs> hopefully it doesn't get decapitated, like uh, not decapitated, but, you know, chopped off. Amputated. Amputated. There we go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that's been the excitement for the day. Uh, Shelby and I have just kind of watched TV. I hope those notifications are not coming through for you guys. Um, <clears throat> but Shelby and I kind of watch TV all day. We've, we've had an interesting weekend. Um, as you guys probably know, and Megan, uh, Megan definitely knows, I'm having some work done around the house. Um, and it's been a slow and tedious process. But there finally is a fire lit under uh, some asses. Good. And <laughs> basically we were told, hey, you can have... We can have the people come hang the drywall at 7 a.m. on Saturday. And I was looking, let me, if you're on the video camera, I am looking straight at the camera. I'm looking you in the eye. I was looking forward to sleeping in some this week. (laughs) I was tired on Friday morning when I woke up. Well, I've been up at 645 on Saturday to let the drywallers in and 730 this morning to let the, uh, to let them come back and finish puttying it up, and they're going to have to come back still. So the room's getting done. It's getting done pretty quick, and then I'm sure there's going to be some... uh, We're going to have to miss a week, probably, for Mm -hmm. us to move all this equipment up there. Uh, Truth be told, I'll just be honest with you guys, so go ahead and pencil us in for that. Yep. In addition to that, I have had two other negative things happen this week. It's just Mm -hmm. kind of been a negative... Thing, but I did have some positives too. So I'll start with the positives since we're kind of in the middle. Um, school has been going very good. The first, I don't know, week and a half of it has been intense, but good. Um, so my my master's degree is well underway. Yay. Exciting. I am really enjoying my new job. I am enjoying it a whole lot. Yay. And so I'm I'm actually at a point I'm looking forward to going to work most uh, every day. So um Oh, that's awesome. That's y- so important. Yep. I'm so yeah, so glad. Absolutely. And my commute has been cut in basically a third. So I love that as well. Um, nice. Now on to the negatives. Mm. So in preparation for that room being done, that room upstairs is gonna be kind of a hybrid my office slash man cave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to put all this music stuff behind me and around Megan and the whiskey cabinet, all this computer stuff. It's all going up there. My keyboard's going up there. It's going to be my, uh, you know, I'm putting a, we have an extra couch in the living room that's going to go up there. It's a big room. And so in preparation for that, I knew I wanted a TV to go in there. We didn't have the, uh, you can't see it behind me, but there's a TV on the wall behind me here. And it is super huge, and it is a super nice TV, but it is super jacked up in that it shows all yellow colors as like a deep green, and I can't change that no matter how much I do it. So it was a free TV from a friend's parents, and, you know, I I appreciate it. It's not a TV that I want to go put in the office up there. Yeah. 
Um, so I went out yesterday to Best Buy, looked online, found the TV I wanted. It was an open box version that was $120 off. And so I go out there. They have one in stock. It's a display. Get it loaded up. I see the guy taking it off. They're on this little forklift thing. And he accidentally, I mean, he didn't bang it. He just like, like just, just barely touched it. But I guess whatever corner he touched it on hit it. Because I, as soon as I walked away with the sales guy, I said, how long do I have to return this? I should have had them plug it in. I, sh- I, I you did. You should have done it. I thought you about it. There. I you thought you about had it. that gut reaction. I thought about it. Should have listened to your gut. And I said, I don't want to be that asshole. Should have listened to your gut. I should have. I got it home, and right where he had dinged it, there was a giant crack and lines running all through the TV, and I had to drive 45 minutes back to that Best Buy and take it back, and I basically said, look, he said, yeah, we can go get, get you another TV. We don't have that one. That was the only one we have, and we don't sell them brand new. So we'll go get you a new TV. So I talked to the same sales guy, and he's like, well, this is the next model up, and it's $150 more, or it was a regular price. Um, and then, or the, the step down, which mm-hmm. is cheaper. And I said, well, I'm going to go talk to your manager. He's either going to give me that for... The same price I paid, mm-hmm. or I'm taking my business elsewhere. And I did. They wouldn't do it. So the Best Buy at North Lake Mall, don't give them your business. <laughs> right. Don't give them your business. They're a bunch of scumbags. And the reason I say they're a bunch of scumbags, except for Xavier. Xavier was super nice, the sales guy. He had nothing to do with that entire process. The reason I say they're a bunch of scumbags is because three people talked to me during that transaction of buying the TV, mm-hmm. each one of them tried to upsell me. Oh, you don't want nothing better than this. You don't know. This is the TV I want because it's a deal in my budget. It's saving me an extra $120. Why would I not take this? Yeah. And so I personally think they, they did that on purpose. You think they Knowing it, it was purpose? the only one they had and that they were trying to upsell me. Oh, we'll bump this thing. I'll take it home. I'll come back. I'll buy the next model up. Maybe that's just the... The conspiracy <laughs> person in <laughs> the, me. The I don't pessimist know. in me. Yeah, I, no, the people hater in me. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so I, I had to do that and I I had to drive all the way to, <laughs> I had to drive to Pineville. Not that most of you folks out there listening will know where that is, but Megan knows where Pineville yep. is. That's a solid hour and 15 plus Yep. from my house. Yep, and one way. So, I had, yeah, one way. And I had to drive, return that TV. So go out of my way to get to North Lake. And then go all the way way to Pineville, where they had another open box. And I snagged that one. So, and finally, the cherry on top. This one makes me mad, y'all. My roof is leaking. (gasps) Is that why there's the sign in your front yard? Yep. Oh, no. My roof is less than... No, it's three and a half years old. Not even three and a half years old. This roof was redone right before I bought the house. Mm. (sighs) When it rains, it pours. (sighs) But it was in the room that's getting finished. Which means I have been able to go before they drywall it, and I know where the leak is. And I made sure when they drywalled it, they cut a square... So that I can ver- verify when the roofer comes on Wednesday, because Tuesday is the 4th of July, 
that it's not leaking because I don't want to drywall it. Have it have a thunderstorm between now and Wednesday. Yep. And it leak and destroy the drywall. Yep. And let me tell you, last night, there were thunderstorms all around us. And it magically parted like the red fucking sea. <laughs> and it went right around us. And I just looked at the sky and said, thank you, Jesus. Because I don't know what I'm going to do. I, it rained a ton one night. When I first found out about it, that night it rained a ton. And it was pissing up there. Yeah. I was blown away by how bad it was. And I have no idea what company actually did the the roof. The uh, initial, like the roof three years yeah, ago? Yeah, three years ago before I bought the house because that paperwork didn't come to me when I, when I bought the house. Mm. And because of that, you know, I, I, I just don't know who did it. I'm sure there would be a warranty on it, but I, I can't. Do you not have contact with the previous homeowners? Not. I've... I've contacted him once or twice, and it's usually whenever he, usually the contact we've had has been when he needed something, mm -hmm. and whenever I initiate it, even if it's saying, hey, this document from a lawyer that you said you need is still here a month later, after you said you were going to come get it. Nothing. So, there's, yeah, nothing. So Anyway, that's it. That's been my week. That I'm done with my spiel. Megan, how have you been? Well, uh... We got a kitty. I saw. We got a kitty. Um, that is the most exciting, best thing of the week. Uh, so, uh, for I think it's maybe been mentioned on the podcast before, but I'm not sure. Jamie is trash cat. A trash cat. Yes. Yeah. Um, you still have trash cat. We still have trash cat. Hell yeah. Okay, I didn't know if. Oh no, trash okay. cat's mine. Gotcha. Trash cat's mine. Um. <laughs> J we might have mentioned before on the podcast that Jamie is uh, hella yes, allergic, allergic yeah. to cats. And um, you thought it was a dogs. good idea to bring in, oh, and Another dogs. One. Yeah, she's allergic to cats and dogs. And you guys now have like six? We Five. Three cats, two I said, dogs. I said like six. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, And so Jamie and I... um. Had been like throughout the past few months, I've been talking about how it'd be cool to get like an animal together that was like originally ours and not one that like not a fall, uh, not like a not not yours, step. mine, and ours kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so even though like I at this point like Brooks is fully mine, Navy is fully hers, like blah blah blah, it still would have been cool like get an animal together. But we were always just kind of like talking about it, not serious until. Couple weeks ago, um, I'm uh, at work, and there's an adoption agency at work that has you know cats in it, um, and they brought in like a new set of cats from their foster families or whatever. And there's this one like little black kitten um, that has zero interest in everyone and everything that goes by. Like I'm, I'm in the office, I'm doing paperwork and making phone calls and stuff. And like people are going by and they're like trying to get this cat to interact with them. And like, they're trying to talk to it and stuff. And this cat is like just laying on its bed, no interest in them whatsoever. Depressed. Yeah, just, just like meh, whatever. I, these people are not my people. Well, I, um, get up to go out of the office and I like walk by and me and this cat 
make eye contact with each other. And it leaps out of the bed and runs up to the glass and puts it, its feet on the glass, staring at me. And I went, oh, it just, it, it just picked me. It just picked me. Yep, I can understand <laughs> that. And so I immediately text Jamie, like all caps, like just Jamie. We just got a cat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jamie is like driving home from work. So she just gets a text message with her name in all caps and she pulls over and like, calls me. Um, and I'm like, there's a cat. And I really like, I really am into this cat. And Jamie is immediately like, yeah, all right, well, cool. Bring it, bring it home. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's let, like, you need to meet the cat. Like, we need to make sure it would be an okay fit for our family. So our next day off uh, together, we go up there, meet the cat. This cat is just in love with both of us. Um, And so we decide that, okay, you are meant to be part of our family. So uh, we agree to get the cat go through the adoption process and uh we now have a cat uh three is our max poor jamie has been eating allegra um i might have to get back on the allergy shots um but she's hoping like once (laughs) he's been in the house a little bit she'll like settle um but his name is void that is that's that's his name we call him his like government name is chef voidardy I just recently learned on a on another podcast that Chef Boyardee is actually he was a real chef. Was he really? Yes, apparently the Boyardee family is well off. I had no <laughs> idea that was a real man. No idea at all. Um so yeah, Chef Voidardee, Void uh is our new cat and he is Itty bitty. He weighs four pounds and he is 11 months old, so he probably won't get any bigger. Um, solid, solid pitch black cat, which I've always had a soft spot in my heart for solid black cats. Um, and so that that's the, the good, exciting news. We got, we got a kitty. That's good. I'm, I'm excited for you guys. I saw some pictures and he... To he, right? Yep. Yeah, he looks adorable. So he is, he is, and he's just made himself at home. So I, I nice. just realized how stupid I looked. I'm over here looking at my hand, and I feel like <laughs> Luke Skywalker after he got the <laughs> the prosthetic put on. Spoiler alert: He loses a hand. At this point, is it a spoiler? Like, who hasn't seen Star Wars? Yeah, but he, it's starting to bubble now. Ooh. I don't know if you want to see it. I want to see. Oh, oh, that's going to be nasty tomorrow. I kind of want you to send me a picture tomorrow. Oh, I'm not looking forward to seeing it tomorrow. That's for sure. Anyway, yeah. uh, so what else has been going on this week? Is that basically it? Uh, that Yeah, that's basically it. Um, I told you before we started recording that we're going to go to um, Bark in the Park mm-hmm. um, this Thursday, uh, which I'll tell you guys more about in a couple of weeks when we meet again. Um, but... Uh, Jamie knows how much I love baseball, um, and since she found out I'd never like really gone to baseball games since I moved uh, down here, she has made it a mission to get me to more games, so we've already okay. been to one night's game, um, and we are uh, going to another night's game on Thursday. This one's the Bark in the Park, where uh, you're allowed to bring your dog, and 
So Brooks and Navia will be at the ball game with us, and um, we're good. Yeah, that, that'll be a fun time. Bo and I have went with uh, Milo. Yeah, and uh, his owner, and that was a good time. Yeah, and they were very good boys. Oh, so, good. Uh, we've we've talked about it, but now that there's four in the mix, I don't think that's happening. Pick two. Yeah. So. Yeah, I. Shiloh wouldn't enjoy it. Nope. And I don't trust Millie. So. Yeah, they're picked, but I kind of don't trust Bo at this point. Really? Yeah, he's just, you know how he gets around other dogs. Oh, he's still like that. Bo. Yeah. My boy. My boy. He's going to be six on Tuesday. <gasps> oh, my God. Don't tell me that. Are I'm you serious? 100% serious. It's breaking my heart. Oh, I can't believe that. No, he's only going to be like four. He's going to be six. He was born in 2017. <sighs> yeah. He's getting old. Oh, he's not old. He's still young. That's still he a is, young dog. He's still young, but I'm nervous. I'm nervous, and he's got a spot on him, too. Have I had you look at that? Mm-hmm. The one on his side? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm nervous about that, too. We got to get to the vet. I think his appointment's coming up in August. But, all right, well, since we don't have anything else, we're going straight to whiskey. Opening the bottle. You like that abrupt transition? So, uh, this is my my uh, duties now. And I'm going to tell you the story behind this before I tell you the story behind this. So, a long, long time ago, it seems at this point, Shelby and I went to visit her brother, John. Uh, yeah, I would usually do a little less than that for you. No, 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 that's fine for me. For you, I would do a little less. Um, so we went to visit uh, her brother, John, and his family. Uh, John's been on the show, Johnny uh, Cinco. And actually, he sent us last week's whiskey. Anyway, point being, we went and did some whiskey shopping together. Would you hold that to the camera, please, so they can see it? Oh, that ain't going to work. Yep. <laughs> it's all blurry. Anyway, we went and we were in our second shop and they gave us, they let us try a sample of this. And it is a store pick. It is Obtanium Light Whiskey. Uh, it is a single barrel select, so a store pick. Uh, try to get it in there. It is 126.8 proof. This is the either highest or second highest proof that I have in that cabinet. And I will tell you what I was told towards the end when we give our final thoughts. But John and I were so blown away by the sample, we were like, man, we got to get a bottle of this. And so we each picked a bottle. I think it was a decent price. I don't remember what it was, like 50, 60 bucks. I spent too much money on whiskey that day. But um, so, a little bit about the distillery, and it says right on the uh, right on the bottle. This is from MGP of uh, Indiana, so it's an MGP product. Um, but Cat's Eye Distillery, which is, I believe, who makes this? Although I don't see that on the bottle anywhere. Yeah, okay, bottled by Cat's Eye Distillery, but it's distilled in Indiana by MGP. 
So Cat's Eye Distillery is a uh, small family-owned micro distillery whose mission is to create truly epic tasting products and truly unique sourced truly unique sourced products made from high-quality barrels from around the globe that provide a higher value than our competitors. Talk about a run-on sentence. John Baker, one of the owners, previously worked at Honey Creek Distillery in Van Buren County where he gained his initial experience distilling products. Since then, he has done considerable research and met with the owners uh, with owners of 22 different micro distilleries in Colorado to see what works and what does not work. After much experimenting, they released their first whiskey product, Essence of Iowa, followed by Krupnik. When deciding on a name for the distillery, John's wife, Linda, said to be true to his heart and to name it after something he truly liked to do. Well, John's a member of the Quad Cities Astro- Astronomical Society, and one of John's favorite hobbies is astrophotography. So he decided to name it after uh, one of the Hubble Space Telescope's greatest pictures of deep sky object NGC-6543, better known as the Cat's Eye Nebula. Linda liked the name, but said that's not said that not too many people would understand the logo, so they took a picture of their daughter's cat, Maui, and voila, the perfect logo, and their logo is uh, kind of like the galaxy inside of a cat's eye kind of thing. So. Very cool. Um, as far as the light whiskey, uh, it supposedly came into existence in 1968 because consumers were moving away from bourbon and into more clear spirits such as vodka or gin, and light whiskey... Um, is apparently distilled between 160 and 190 proof, and then it's watered down to bring it down to the proof. Uh, bourbon's usually, uh, bourbon and rye is usually about 160. Um, and it, it, it's got to be charred in, a, in, I'm sorry, it must be aged in used charred oak barrels or new uncharred oak. And most distilleries don't let it age very long. Uh, like I said, this one's sourced from MGP in Indiana. And... Over time, light whiskey fell out of flavor, and so a lot of their stock was ignored until they did this. And like I said, this is a barrel pick by that specific store. I don't remember what store it was. Maybe it's on here. Stone uh, Stones River Total Beverages in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Um, this was bottled on 3-17-2022, and it was stored for six years in used charred oak barrels. So... That's the info on this specific bottle. This is not something you're going to necessarily be able to go out and buy. Like I said, John and I were blown away when we tasted this. I have since followed up with him to see what he thinks. I have not touched this since then. And this has been at least a year since I bought this. So I've seen Megan sniffing. So what's your sniff over there? Um, I cannot believe how... It's not butter. How high this proof is from the smell. Um, I'm not getting a ton of like burn, burn your nose hairs off. Um, yeah, I think the only thing I have in the in the um, cabinet that compares proof wise is the Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof, which I think is 119. If I'm not mistaken, or maybe it's 123. It's around there. Which you did not like, I think. I... I'll double check on that. But anyway, what else did you think while you were sniffing it? Uh, I smelled rubber. Okay. Um, so I got rubber, 
A little bit of burn your nose hair, but not what I would expect for a proof that high. Um, some type of uh, sweet, like vanilla. Um, it, to me, it tastes like, or not taste, have not tasted it. It smells like vanilla tires. That's... <laughs> Vanilla tires. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Um, Vanilla tires. Holy crap. Uh, okay. Uh, wow. We haven't done a bourbon in a long time. It's been episode 97. Wow. That's unheard of for us. No, that's not right. I just haven't put that on the list. No way. Um... I definitely got a smidge of uh, burn your nose hairs and a little bit of vanilla, but truth be told, I don't get a ton of flavor from this. Okay, yeah, yeah no, it's been episode, it's been episode one hundred and three was the last time we did a bourbon. I've just been shit at updating the uh, website. <laughs> We're on episode one hundred and eight. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't get too much burn your nose hairs. I don't get. Uh, I, I get don't a get a vanilla. lot of smell. Yeah, that's. I don't get a lot of sensation. I don't get much this. rubber, but I definitely could get a little creamy, creamy flavor. But that's about it. I have to smell hard, and I get vanilla tires. Smelling hard. All right, I've never. <laughs> that's the only way I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, do you have what we're supposed to taste? Is that um, anything you could find anywhere? No, because it's a single barrel. So we're just going to have to kind of wing this one. All right. Well, so bottoms up. You know what? I've been meaning to, uh, meaning to order this. I need to, I was told by somebody who works at the, uh, ABC works within the ABC system. Um, that limestone water really opens up bourbons really well. And I've been meaning to purchase some on Amazon and I keep forgetting to. So that is ethanol. That is just straight ethanol. Um, um, and I go, Ooh, yeah. You can is, tell the proof. Uh, that is, I, you, I didn't get anything s- other than. I got some Oof. sweet, but it was a ethanol, sweet, and then spice. Spice, spice, spice. Oh, lots. <coughs> <clears throat> well, there's the proof. Found it. It exists. Um. Oh, it, uh. It rewarms you from the inside out. Yeah, it does. Um, well, it is living up to its proof. I was scared with its uh, nose that it would not. Um, I'm getting ethanol, um, a little bit of a vanilla, um, vanilla creamy, um, overwhelming, overwhelming alcohol. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree. I kind of more. That last one, I I kind of switched it around both sides of my mouth and threw it back. And it eliminated a lot of the alcohol 
flavor. It's kind of coming up on the back end, but it gave me a lot of that creaminess. Um, truth be told, uh, what it reminds me of is the Tullamore Dew 12-year. Hmm. It's got that sweet creaminess like that, uh, but with a shit ton more alcohol punch. Yeah. Um, you know, so... If I if I chew on it and throw it back, I do get the sweet, sweet creamy. Um but man, the the alcohol punches you in the nose. Um my 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 lips and tongue are a little numb. Yeah. From the alcohol. It's got truth be told. For me it's got a good flavor. It's yeah, just I agree, it's a good flavor. That, it's a good that flavor. alcohol punch is a strong one, so yeah. It's <clears throat> the the masochist in me is like, this isn't so bad. Yeah, <laughs> just like me in physics. Uh, all right. Well, again, this is a uh, obtainium light whiskey by um, Cat Eye Cat, Cat's Eye Distillery. It was bottled by them. It was actually made by MGP of Indiana. Um, excuse me, just for anybody that might be new and might not be familiar with MGP, it's basically an old Seagram's distillery that basically makes whiskey and ages it for a long time and then... Makes everything. Yeah, if you're uh, like a new distillery, if a new distillery wants to come out with a whiskey that's been aged for six years, well, it's awful hard, you know, to, to do a whiskey when you've only been open a six year whiskey, when you've only been open six months. Yeah. So they buy these pre a, I don't want to even say pre age. They buy these products from MGP Midwest grain producers and bottle it and sell mm-hmm. it as theirs. Uh, some, some folks blend them together and make a bourbon. As a matter of fact, I think that's kind of what high West does to a certain extent on some of their stuff. So, um, you know, Whatever game you want to play as a distiller. Mm-hmm. I'm just here to drink and enjoy. Agreed. So, I guess it's time for Megan to teach. It's time for the wonder segment. Oh my God. I thought Tyler was just about to go over. Nobody saw that. <laughs> I just had one of those moments in the chair where you lean back too far and you're like, Oh my god! <laughs> I thought I thought we were losing Tyler. I thought he was gone. Um, all right. Our society has been fascinated with the unexplained since we've had recorded history, and surely even before. There's a reason why true crime is so popular. As a species, we can't get enough of a good mystery, which is why when in 1828 a teenager stumbled into a public square in Nuremberg, Germany. People were curious. And to this day, nearly 200 years later, we still are. And we still don't have all the answers surrounding that boy. Let me take us back to May 26th, 1828. A teenage boy is wearing heavily tattered clothes, pantaloons, a waistcoat, a silk necktie, and a handkerchief embroidered with the initials K.H., and boots that are so worn from wear that his toes are bursting from them. 
And those of you guys on YouTube, I have an artist's rendition of from the newspaper in that time of what this boy looked like. Um, everyone described him as he was dressed very shoddily, except for that weird silk scarf and that handkerchief was a very much a sign of money. So he was kind of a little bit of a an enigma, um, just automatically walking uh, in in front of people. Yeah, what I what I take away from this photo is that man, they got off lucky with ties back in the day. You kind of just wrapped it around and tied it <laughs> and just you made an effort, but that was about it. There there's no knot in that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh go on, Megan. I'll get it back there eventually. Oh, well, oh, there oh, we go. Okay. Um, he stumbled into the town square from apparently the woods and was mumbling incoherent nonsense. In his hand... Sorry. In his hand, he clutches two letters. And curiously, these letters appear to be written by the exact same hand, which later turns out to be identical to the handwriting that the boy himself would have. Something I just want you to keep in mind. So he wrote the letters. A shoemaker named Weichmann took interest in the strange boy and approached him. The boy doesn't say much of anything, just that his father was a cavalry officer and he wishes to be as well, and proclamations of horse. So he just kind of walked around like horse. 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 Yes. Just horse. like that. Just like that, Tyler. Hodor. <laughs> <laughs> Concerned, he reads the first letter the boy holds addressed to the captain of the 4th Squadron of the 6th Cavalry Regiment, Captain Von Wessenig. The heading said that the letter was from the Bavarian border, a place unnamed in 1828. The anonymous author and apparent laborer wrote that he was given an infant on October 7th of 1812 and, ex and instructed to teach him reading and writing and of the Christian religion. He had been given strict orders to never let the child ever take a step out of the house as no one was to ever know of the child or where he'd grown up. It also stated that if he had had parents, he would have been a learned man. Now, however, his captor or caretaker was shipping him off to the military to become a cavalryman like his father had been. The captain could either take him in or hang him, as it made no difference to him. Weichmann took the boy to the cap took the boy to the captain the letter was addressed to, and when prompted with questions, all the boy could answer with was don't know. Don't know, don't know. Horse, horse, don't know. I want to be a cavalry man like my father. Horse, I don't know. You were going to say, I want to be a cowboy. <laughs> 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 it would fit with the horse. <laughs> I want to be a cowboy. <laughs> Assuming the boy was a vagabond, he was, he was from there taken to the police station where he was able to write <gasps> his name, Casper Hauser. The second letter was dated 1812, and its contents claimed to be written by his mother to the prior caretaker. Enclosed with his, was his name, Kaspar Hauser, and his date of birth, April 30th, 1812. Even though his caretaker had stated in the first letter that he'd taught Kaspar how to read and write, he was barely able to write his own name, and his comprehension seemed lacking. 
collectively, it was decided that he'd be imprisoned in Lugensland Tower at Nuremberg Castle under jailer Andreas Hiltel, who would state that despite later accounts, the boy was in good physical condition and able to easily walk the 90 stairs to the tower. He would only eat bread and water, becoming ill with anything else on his palate. And Casper had a great memory, and he was quickly learning. Because he was such an enigma, he had several visitors to his prison, including the mayor. And as he learned to communicate, he began to tell his story. At first, it was assumed that Hauser was a half-wild child from the forest. Uh, but during many conversations with Mayor Binder, Hauser told a different version of his past life, which he later wrote down in more detail and sold as an autobiography. According to the story, Hauser had, as long as he could remember, spent his life in solitary confinement in a darkened cell. He gave the cell's dimensions as approximately two meters long, one meter wide, and one and a half high, with only a straw bed to sleep on and four toys, two horses and a dog carved out of wood. Horse. <laughs> yep, horse. Two horse. Two horses. Hauser claimed that he found rye bread and water next to his bed, eat rye bread and water next to his bed each morning. At times, the water would taste bitter, and drinking it would cause him to sleep more deeply than usual. On such occasions, upon awakening, his straw had been changed and his hair and nails cut. Hauser claimed that the first human being he had ever met was a man who visited him not long before his release. The man took great care not to reveal his face to him, and this man taught him to write his own name by leading his hand. After learning to stand and walk, Hauser was brought to Nuremberg. <coughs> the stranger allegedly taught him to say the phrase, quote, I want to be a cavalry man as my father was, but Hauser claimed that he did not understand what the words meant. This tale aroused great curiosity and made Hauser an object of international attention. Rumors arose that he was of princely parentage. And he became basically a mascot for Nuremberg, and the city spent lots of money to house, clothe, and feed him after his incarceration. He went to live with Frederick Dahmer, Yep, Frederick Dahmer, a schoolteacher and wannabe philosopher. Dahmer continued his education and found that Casper had a talent for drawing. And he also found that Casper Hauser had a penchant for lying. Can I have a can I take a guess at how this ends? Yeah. Did he adopt him as a son and raise him, rename him Jeffrey Dahmer? <laughs> no. Damn. You're also like hundred and fifty years yeah, too. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to make that joke. <laughs> But different spelling too. Oh man, even even further away. No, I. <laughs> that's a that's a strange tale. It doesn't sound believable if mm -hmm. he knew how to tell it to the mayor. If yeah, that was the only phrase he was taught to speak. Is I want to be a captain like my father or whatever kind of captain he was. And cavalry man. Cavalry man, not captain. I knew it was a C. Yeah. Yeah, just automatically from the get-go, there are lots of lots of weird holes and things in this story. 
But the people of Nuremberg, Germany, were all into, like, who is this child that appeared out of nowhere? Um, and uh, so the, this man who, uh, the teacher who took him in, um, did raise him and, like, educated him and stuff. And he, he said that, you know, he, he picked up on learning really quick. Um, yeah. But on October 17th of 1829, Hauser was found in the <coughs> cellar of Dahmer's house, bleeding from a newly cut wound on the forehead. He asserted that while sitting on the privy, he had been attacked and hurt by a hooded man who also threatened him with the words, you still have to die before you leave the city of Nuremberg. Or something along the lines of, like, you will never leave Nuremberg other than, you know, dead. Like, you you stay here, die, blah, blah, blah. Get out of my city. <laughs> Hauser related that he recognized the speaker as the man who brought him to Nuremberg. And as was obvious from his blood trail, Hauser at first fled the first floor where his room was, but then, rather than moving on to find the schoolteacher, he had gone downstairs and climbed through a trap door into the cellar. Uh, he was hiding. Yeah. Kid was scared. Some thought that this attack was proof that Hauser was the spawn of royalty hidden to prevent a scandal. But others questioned the validity of the attack, wondering if perhaps Hauser had cut himself with a razor to escape a recent quarrel he had been having with Dahmer about his lying. Law enforcement officials were dispatched and took his statement in a police report. And alarmed, they transferred the care of Caspar Hauser to a municipal authority, Johann Biederbach. On April 3rd of 1830, a pistol shot went off in Hauser's room at the Biederbach's house. His escort hurriedly entered the room and found him bleeding from a wound to the right side of his head. Hauser soon revived and stated that he'd climbed on a chair to get some books and the chair had fallen. And while he was trying to grab a handhold, he like tore the pistol hanging on the wall and shot himself. Um, right. There are doubts to whether the superficial wound was actually caused by a gunshot. Um, some people associate it with an incident with, uh, once again, a preceding quarrel, which Hauser had been accused of being a liar. Whatever the case, the occurrence led to the municipal authorities to come to another decision on Hauser, who initially had a good relationship with the Biederbach family, soured. Uh, so basically, Biederbach was like, this kid is a fucking liar. We're not taking care of him anymore. Your on, problem now. Find someone else. So in May of 1830, he was transferred to the house of Baron von Tucker. The Baron also would later complain about Hauser's exorbitant vanity and lies. I hope you guys cannot hear the chaos. clusterfuck. The chaos of happening. dogs happening yeah. out of this room. Four dogs just started going off at once. Well, three dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any idea why. And then Shelby's yelling at them to <laughs> quiet down. Hopefully that didn't Hopefully come that through didn't in pick the background. Up. Um, 
the Baron would comment um, that he is full of vanity and spite. So he, he didn't last long with the Baron. The Red Baron. <laughs> no, but that is on my to-do list. Oh, that would be a good one. Mm-hmm. A British nobleman, Lord Stanhope, took an interest in Hauser and gained custody of him in late 1831. He spent a great deal of money attempting to clarify Hauser's origin. In particular, he paid for two visits to Hungary, hoping to jog the boy's memory as Hauser seemed to remember some Hungarian words and had once declared that the Hungarian countess Matheny was his mother. Hauser failed to recognize any buildings or monuments in Hungary, and a Hungarian nobleman who had met Hauser later told Stanhope that he and his son had a good laugh when they recollected the strange boy and his histrionic behavior. Stanhope later wrote that the complete failure of these inquiries led him to doubt Hauser's credibility. And in, eight, in December of 1831, he transferred Hauser to Einsbach to the care of a schoolmaster named Johann Jorge Mayer. And in January of 1832, Stanhope left Hauser for good. Stanhope continued to pay for Hauser's living expenses, but he never made good on his promise that he would take him to England. And after Hauser's death, spoiler, Stanhope published a book in which he presented all known evidence against Hauser, talking it as his duty to openly to confess that he had been deceived. Followers of Hauser suspected Stanhope of ulterior motives and connections to the House of Baden, but academic historiography defends him as a philanthropist and a pious man and a seeker of truth. Schoolmaster Mayer was a strict and pedantic man, and he disliked Hauser from the beginning, with all of his excuses and apparent lies. And their relationship was not good. Mm, shallow and pedantic. From the get-go. Mm, yes, shallow and pedantic. <laughs> Please tell me you get that joke. I do not. Oh, no. There's an episode of Family Guy where Peter's using vocabulary above his, his... level, oh, and, and no. Brian's like, Peter, are you have you been watching something so-and-so again? He's like, hmm, yes, that's very shallow and pedantic. <laughs> and, and it's word for word what it doesn't apply to the situation at all. I have not seen that episode. Oh, that's an old episode of Family Guy. <laughs> but you said pedantic, and I'm over here laughing to myself. <laughs> all right. So in late 1832, Hauser was employed <coughs> as a copyist in the local law office. And he still had hope that Lord Stanhope would take him to England. Um, his, he was dissatisfied living with Mayor um, and made it like verbally, vocally known um, that he, he was like miserable. Yeah. Um, and he, his misery just got even worse when his patron... Anselm von Feuerbach died in May of 1833. Um, but Feuerbach, even at the end of his life, had lost faith in Hauser. He had written a note um, 
which was found basically amongst his like will and stuff that read, quote, Casper Hauser is a smart scheming codger, a rogue, a good for nothing that ought to be killed. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, however, um, there is no indication that Fuhrbach, uh ever let Hauser know that that's how he felt about him. Like, he apparently was very two-faced, like, to Hauser. Like, oh, yes, I love you, Hauser. <laughs> but behind his back, he's like, fuck that kid. So, you know. Ah, so people have not changed. No. No. People are the exact same as they've always been. Terrible. Yep. On December 9th, 1833, Hauser had a serious argument with Mayer. Lord Stanhope was expected to visit Einsbach at Christmas, and Mayer stated that he did not know how he would face him. Five days later, on December 14th, Hauser came home with a deep wound in his left breast. By his account, he had been lured to the Einsbach court garden where a stranger had stabbed him while giving him a bag. When police uh, searched the court garden, they found a small purple purse containing a penciled note in mirror writing. So mirror writing, um, for anyone who doesn't know, is where you take a mirror and you like write like with a piece of paper and a mirror side by side and you write in the mirror. So you're basically writing backwards on the paper. Leonardo, Leonardo uh, da Vinci was... DiCaprio? Yeah, yeah, DiCaprio. DiCaprio made it famous? Yep, DiCaprio made it famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quote, Hauser will be able to tell you quite precisely how I look and from where I am. To save Hauser the effort, I want to tell you myself from where I come. Illegible. I come from... Illegible. The Bavarian border, illegible. On the river, illegible. I will even tell you my name, M-L-O, with a, the two dots on top of the O. I don't have anything to say. I was just sitting up. Oh, okay. Um, Hauser died of this stab wound on December 17th, 1833. And he came in, what was the year he just came, randomly showed up? Um, It was 1828. And he was approximately how old? 16. So he might have lived to be 20. Yeah, 20, 21, 21, I think, is his like age at death. Wow. Yep. Ain't no rest for the wicked. Nope. Um, inconsistencies in Hauser's account led the Einsbach court to inquiry and suspect that he had stabbed himself and invented a tale about being attacked. The note in the purse that was found in the court garden contained a spelling error and a grammatical error, both of which were typical for Hauser, who on his deathbed muttered incoherently about writing with pencil. Although Hauser was eager that the purse be found, he did not ask for its contents. So, even though he got stabbed... While being given this bag, he had zero desire to know what was in the bag. The note itself was folded into a specific triangular form, which was the way Hauser liked to fold his letters. Um, forensic examiners agreed that the wound might be self-inflicted. 
And many believe that he had wounded himself in a bid to revive public interest in his story and persuade Stanhope to fulfill his promise to take him to England. But he had injured himself more deeply than was planned. He was buried in the Stridfriedhof Cemetery in Einsbach, where his headstone reads in Latin, Here lies Caspar Hauser, riddle of his time. His birth was unknown, his death mysterious, 1833. A monument to him was later erected in the court garden, which reads, Hic occultus occulto occosius est, meaning, here lies a mysterious one who was killed in a mysterious manner. But, who was Caspar Hauser? The world may never know. <laughs> Um, according to contemporary rumors, probably as current as, as early as 1829, Caspar Hauser was, in fact, the hereditary Prince of Baden, who was born September 29th of 1812. According to history, the prince died on October 16th, 1812. It was alleged <coughs> that he had been switched with a dying infant, only to subsequently surface 16 years later as Hauser. In this case, Hauser's parents would have been Charles, Grand Duke of Baden, and Stephanie de Berhinus, cousin by marriage and adopted daughter of Napoleon. As Charles had no surviving male progeny, his successor was his uncle Louis, who was later succeeded by his half-brother Leopold. Leopold's mother, the Countess of Hochberg, was the alleged culprit for the plot. The countess was supposed to have disguised herself as a ghost, the white lady, when kidnapping the prince. Her motive evidently would have been to secure the succession for her sons. There's some Game of Thrones shit. <laughs> Following Hauser's death, it was further claimed that he was murdered again to hide his supposed true identity. Since Hauser was unmarried and childless when he was stabbed to death in 1833, this heavily disputed claim joined with the actual succession laws of male-only primogeniture as practiced in the Grand Duchy. In 1876, however, Otto Maitenstald presented evidence against this theory in the form of official documents concerning the prince's emergency baptism autopsy, and burial. In his historical mysteries, Andrew Lang summarizes the results. It is true that the Grand Duchess was too ill to be permitted to see her dead baby in 1812, but the baby's father, grandmother, and aunt, with the ten court physicians, the nurses, and others, must have seen it in death. It is too absurd to suppose, on no authority, that they were all parties to the White Lady's plot. Historian Fritz Trouts went so far as to write that the silly fairy tale, which to this day moves many pens and has found much belief, was fully disproved. Letters to the Grand Duke's mother, in, published in 1951, give detailed accounts of the child's birth, illness, and death, which again would disprove this theory of switched babies. In November of 1996, the German magazine Der Spiegel reported an attempt to genetically match a blood sample from underwear thought to have been Hauser's. This analysis was made in laboratories of Forensic Science Service in Birmingham, 
and in the LMU Institute of Legal Medicine at the University of Munich. Comparisons with descendants of the princely family proved that the blood examined could not have come from the hereditary prince of Baden. That hasn't stopped him, though, because in 2002, the Institute for Forensic Medicine at the University of Munster analyzed hair and body cells from locks of hair and items of clothing that also belonged to Caspar Hauser. The analysts took from the items used in the test six different DNA samples, all of which turned out to be identical. All, however, differed substantially from the blood sample in 1996, the authenticity of which was therefore questioned. However, the new DNA samples were compared to um, DNA, again, from the line um, of what would have been Casper's supposed younger sister, Princess Josephine of Baden, and her granddaughter, Princess Josephine Caroline of Belgium. Um, And it, it it is not, not. Let's just exhume the bodies and test it direct, direct, direct. <laughs> um, so people argue that um, the sequences, the deviation observed is not large enough to exclude a relationship. Um, but So it pe- could have been possible, but probably not. Yes. Okay. Um. And, Tyler, you said, why don't we just exhume all the bodies and just do them comparatively? Well, that is because the House of Baden does not allow any medical examination on the remains of Stephanie du Bauharnais or of the child that was buried as her son in the family vault. Yeah, they're hiding something. Yeah. So, or they're... Game of Thrones taught me that. <laughs> Game of Thrones taught me that those crazy, especially back in the olden days... They didn't want to lose that power. They'd do crazy shit. They would, but I I just... Well, let me... I have one more paragraph, and then we're going to talk about it. So, Hauser's various accounts of the story of his incarceration include several contradictions, and in 1970, a psychiatrist named Carl Lienenhard stated that if he had been living since childhood under the conditions he describes, he would not have developed beyond the condition of an idiot. Indeed, he would not have remained alive long. His tale is so full of absurdity, absurdities that it is astonishing that it was ever believed and is even today still believed by many people. Yeah, I would certainly say uh, this guy was probably an idiot. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really know what to think of that. I think that that royal family's hiding something. Probably did ship off some kid that didn't, you know, wasn't, didn't, they didn't want to be in line for the throne or somebody wanted power and got rid of the kid that would have got the power. So do you, do you think that Casper was royalty? I I think there's a decent chance. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I... I, I'm... Only one way to know for sure. Pull the bodies up and test them both. True. Okay. Do it. Do it, Germany or, or 
I mean, the Germ- Baden, whoever the hell you are. House of Baden. House yeah, of Baden. Germany. Okay. Do it, you cowards. <laughs> um, so I thought that, like, I was convinced that Caspar Hauser was this royal prince until I did my research. And then I was like, nah, this man was just a liar. I mean, he could have been attention. like a schizo- schizophrenic homeless person. I mean, we still got those nowadays running around. Who knows? Insane, lying. Yeah. Hearing, you know, uh, hearing voices, having visions, kind of stuff like that. So, yeah. You know, maybe maybe they had those running around way back when, too. So it's an interesting. I don't, I don't believe. Oh, no. There, went, oh, there we you, go. The cameras, the cameras, they done got fucked up. Well, if you're on YouTube, uh, technical issue. If, We're if, back. Fuck. Issues. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I think there's a good probability for both of those. Um, but I can't make a call one way or the other. Okay. So. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that is the man that uh, it was known as Casper Hauser. An enigma in his time and an enigma to this day. We don't know who he was or where he came from. What if his story was true? What if it wasn't? We don't know a damn thing about him. And normally, we would go into trivia with Tyler. However. However, Reddit no longer works for me on my phone. It has been a rough two days trying to uh, figure out what to do with my time. So, out of now curiosity and Reddit, do you not just use your browser, reddit.com? No, no. I used uh, the third-party app. Reddit is fun. Yeah. That is pretty much the only way since I actually made a Reddit account 10, 11 years ago, which I was on Reddit two years before I made an account that I actually browsed Reddit. I browsed it on a um, desktop mm-hmm. when I was uh, when I was my freshman year in college. That's when I was introduced to it, and then. I made my I browsed on my phone on Reddit is fun and then I made my own account and was just logged in under that. But the good news is I did remember my password. I was able to I was able to get onto Reddit, but I don't know how to see my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so let's okay, I got I oh my god. Oh my god. I've all right. Trivia with Tyler. All right. So the way I did this when it was on my phone is I would go back to the furthest back one mm-hmm. and work my way forward. And I don't know how far back I'm going to have to go to get there. So, I'm just going to pick one at random. But right. this one's for you, Megan. You need to go to Texas. Yeah? What's in Texas? Texans eat pickles at the movie theater. And many Texans are surprised to learn that nobody else does. Hell yeah. I would like to go to Texas movie theater. I want to eat pickles at the movie theater. Delicious. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And all right, we're going to keep doing this as long as they'll let me get on old Reddit. And. Final thoughts. Go ahead. Oh, you got your fingers up. (laughs) And there's a smile on her face. You guys can't see it with the microphone, but she's got her fingers up with a smile. The water has weirded me out. Adding water to it has tweaked me out. I've taken two sips, and both two sips have been the same. And I'm about to take a third to see if it's still the same, because I thought maybe there was something wrong with me. Um, what did it do for you while, you while you take a sip? It definitely changed it for me. It's done it again. Salt. 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 And I washed my hands. I know my hands aren't super sweaty, but I get the aftertaste of salt. I I can't say that I get that. I've done it three times now, and I get I, salt. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I don't I don't get that. It uh, it definitely brought down some of the heat for me. I put a decent amount of water in because. I took the uh, glass with the decent pour. Um, so I had a fair amount left, and it still has that. The, uh, truthfully, the flavor didn't really change much. The uh, creaminess still there. The um, that, that alcohol burn is has come down some, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. I would put it from... Uh, Oh, shit levels to normal to slightly above average levels, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I think it went from oh, shit to ah, oh, heck. <laughs> okay, good way, good way. Good um, way putting it. The, everything you said is correct, except at the end, I get salt. And I'm guessing it's something I did that it fucked it up, because that's weird. That's weird. I've never experienced anything like that. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't. I don't get that. But that—that's uh, my story, and I'm sticking to it. Overall, it's been. I mean, nothing I'd write home about. I'd use this as a mixer. Yeah. Especially if it was, if I needed that kind of whiskey flavor to come through mm-hmm. i'd use this as a mixer that's probably the only time i'd really pull this out agreed uh it's not bad it's not bad but it's not wow yeah worthy. yeah I, and if i did i would definitely put some water in it um yeah. i don't know i tend to not like things chilled so i can't say that i would enjoy this with an ice ball but i would enjoy it being watered down some would you like me to tell you what John told me, or would yes. you like to give your rating first? Oh, uh, I don't want to be affected by John, so I'll give okay. my rating for right. my rating first. I um, I'm gonna go with a four. Four is what my heart is telling me. And I was torn between a four and a five, so I went four and a half. So. All right, John. Uh, John and I both 
got this at the same time. We didn't touch it for... Uh, mine's probably been about a year and a half-ish, and his was probably about a year, it seemed like. And he told me out of the blue that um, he thinks we got bait and switched. Because um, when we were in the store, the thing... Yeah, I forgot you said you liked it so much. When we were in the store, the thing that made us wow about it was that you had no idea it was a hundred and what i say 126.8 mm-hmm. proof you had zero idea no you got played what's that what's that store called um stones river total beverages stones river total beverages you you did that you yeah. did that so maybe they put a little bit of water in there Maybe who knows? I think they did something to try to sell this whiskey because it wouldn't move. Haven't had it again. It was not that spicy in the store. It was very smooth, and so. And you said this is like a fifty, sixty dollar bottle. Yeah, if I remember right, John. if, If you remember how much we spent on these, let me know. Shoot us an email, and if if I'm misremembering, please correct me. Um, but I'm pretty sure we were both amazed at how smooth it was for being 126, 127 proof, basically. Nah, they so. they bait and switched you for yeah, sure. That, yeah, that 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 was his words verbatim. Is I think we got, I think we got uh, the old switcheroo, or maybe he said bait and switch. I don't remember, but yep, I would. I bet you guys did. <clears throat> I'm gonna say yes. That is what happened. Yep, that's uh, that's unfortunate. But you know, life gives you lemons. Make lemonades. So our whiskey th- sours. This will be my whiskey sour drink. So, <laughs> uh, all right. I guess with that, that's it for right. another week. Yep, we are uh, out of here, guys. So thank you so much for tuning in. We look forward to being on this bi-weekly schedule with you. So we won't see you next week, but hopefully we'll see you the following, assuming all goes well with the getting the studio together. Um, yeah, I don't uh, don't don't hold your breath on that. We're oh, uh, the way things have gone. I'm not expecting it. So uh, I do have a couple housekeeping things that I would like to get out of the way real quick. I should have talked about it at the beginning. Two weeks from now, um, we will be we we will be back two weeks from now, which is the 16th. Yes. Okay. Shelby's parents are coming in. Uh, the following week. So I don't know if I'll be able to do, if if we have to push it okay. for any reason. I don't know if we'll be able to do the 23rd. Um, and if, if we do it on the 23rd, maybe Shelby's dad would want to be a part of it. I don't yeah. know. Either way, I mean, I know Jamie desperately wants to come back on too. She wants me to talk to you about if she can come back and do a segment. So okay. Um, whatever happens, I'm sure we'll make, we'll make something work. We'll figure it out. Uh, but right now we're going to plan for just the normal two weeks. Yep. Okay. Just wanted to clarify that real quick, and I figured we should do it with everybody that way. We're Everybody's on the, on the same, same page. page. You owe me a soda. <laughs> anyway, I think that's about it, y'all. All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. Um, thank you for all of our patrons, all of our supporters, likers, followers. All the things you guys do is wonderful. Thanks for sticking around and riding with us for 108 episodes. And here is to many, many more. So 
Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Don't I drink. I just in... threw that last bit back and it was terrible. Uh, watching your face, it's been hard to keep it together. Sorry. <laughs> uh, don't don't drink and drive. Cheers. Oh, shit. I was like trying not to throw up. I was like, <laughs>